This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. अंग्रेज अपना लगान और न्यूज लॉन्ड्री अपना हफ्ता कभी नहीं छोड़ते वेलकम टू हफ्ता आई एम अभिनंदन सेखरी एंड विथ मी ऑन द पैनल टुडे इज मनीषा पांडे हेलो मधु त्रेहन हाय मधु आफ्टर लॉन्ग टाइम ओह नो मधु वाज इन हियर लास्ट वीक वाज शी नो शी वाजंट या आफ्टर 3 वीक्स 2 वीक्स हां शी वाज मार्किंग एब्सेंट फॉर नथिंग करेक्ट मार्किंग एब्सेंट फॉर नथिंग अरे यहां पर चिट्ठी आ रही है मेल्स नो मधु नो हफ्ता यो रमन कृपाल आई एम एनर्जी एडिटर and joining us on the phone line is Nitin Gokhale those of you who've been following you know news and especially defense matters would probably know Nitin those of you who don't he's a national security analyst and has been a journalist since 1983 he's the founder of bharatshakti.in that's bharatshakti.in and strategic news international before that he's worked with outlook the helka and ndtv he's also written six books related to war conflict and insurgencies welcome nitin So before I get into the headlines I just have one quick appeal to you as you know elections are coming up we would like to cover the elections from at least 15 states i mean we'd like to send our in-house reporters and commission pieces including pieces from TR Vivek Kaveri Chronicles 2 is out for those of you who've seen and thank you all NLCN members who supported Kaveri Chronicles 2 it's a tw- it's a 10000 word piece a little bit of a book and it's i think very comprehensive it has got great kudos and appreciation from many journalists and news professionals we have another nlsna project for you to please top up this time it's not 2 or 3 lakhs it is 16 lakhs that is the budget to send correspondents our own in-house correspondent manisha uh, prateek mm. gorav anumeya yadav and anumeya yadav we're going to be uh, some, lots of freelancers also samrat, tied up those with... of you who've been reading samrat's piece he does excellent pieces from bengal and the northeast tr vivek So you want to commission these people to do some great on-ground reporting. The travel costs money. The hotel costs money. Uh, you know, local transport costs money. Khana, pina, and of course, you have to pay these people because they are, after all, journalists with ten, twenty, thirty years of experience. And if you think about lawyers or any other professional who you pay by the hour, journalists are the most inexpensive of the lot. But unless you pay, it will not serve you. Because when the advertiser pays, the advertiser is served. When the public pays, the public is served. So do go on to newslaundry.com/sena. I repeat, newslaundry.com/sena and contribute so that we can cover the election in a comprehensive and robust way that does some good for us as news professionals and as public who want to consume some sensible, relevant stuff. With that long appeal, what's in the headlines? Uh, we know, of course, the Pakistan-India conflict has been in the headlines, but there are many angles to that. So, Manisha, give us some of the headlines that that you know we'll be discussing. So, the opposition came down hard on the Prime Minister yesterday, blamed him for politicisation of the sacrifices made by our armed forces. Uh, Pakistan was, of course, very happy with this uh, criticism of the opposition, and they spoke about it. And then there was a press meeting by Prakash Javedkar, who said that Congress and Pakistan are one. Uh, basically, Pakistan has that. joined the Mahagathbandhan <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Uh, Uh, Modi gave his first speech uh, after the Indian Air Force's strike, where he uh, he opened up with Prasoon Joshi's uh, election campaign. That uh, in 2014, Prasoon Joshi had basically penned a poem for him. Mm. So Modi opened up with those lines: "Main desh nahi jhukne dunga, main desh nahi jhukne yeah. dunga." But he didn't really specifically address uh, the strikes. And today he launched. Uh, he spoke to the BJP booth workers. Mera booth sabse mazboot. Yeah. Mm. Uh there are reports of the fact that uh Modi was unaware of the Pulwama attack for over 2 hours mm. that was really in the news uh, BCCI has called on ICCI to act following Pulwama attack that yeah, they want to 
kick Pakistan out of the World Cup. That that's going to be big. Other than that, there was Gadkari's water threat to Pakistan. I would just like to touch upon it in the same you know bucket as stopping sport and actors and Gazal singers There's and stuff. There's a good piece in News Laundry on that. Hmm. Then Trump is a racist, a con man, a cheat. I don't know if any of you were watching television last night, but I just was surfing channels and I stopped on CNN just as Michael Cohen's congressional hearing or testimony had started. And I turned it off when at 12 when I said I should go to sleep because it was way past my bedtime. But it was riveting. And I think that it was phenomenal. Then the center seeks a temporary stay on eviction of 1.89 million forest dwelling families. This is basically, this was it didn't get that much attention, but because of... The inevitable development, uh, there has been the, the, the livelihoods of many tribals have been impacted. And this is a case that went up to the Supreme Court. So where was Medha Patkar and why wasn't she there fighting for them? I don't know, actually, but this is basically, I'll just read out this report from the Business Standard. It is, the union government Wednesday filed a plea before the Supreme Court to modify its February 13 order and permit states to temporarily withhold forcible eviction of 1.89 million tribals and other forest-dwelling families. The case will be heard on Thursday. Uh, the Forest Rights Act is something that has been held up. As far as Medha Parker is concerned, I think she was so focused on that Sardar Sarovar Dam and, and Narmada, Narmada Bachao Andolan that after they lost... I mean, I guess it must be very difficult to motivate the entire movement to come up again. I mean, activism is hard business. Then there was a show cause notice to 13 intelligent news channels for broadcasting the media briefing of Pakistan Army spokesperson without intervention. I think we should discuss that briefly as well. And it's the Supreme Court to hear the petition on Article 35A. And I'd like to discuss this in the context of what is happening in Arunachal Pradesh where there has been such violence. In fact, the deputy chief minister's house was burned down and two people died. We'll tell you a bit of what's happening there. That hasn't got any news because it's been, you know, everything's been about uh, Pakistan and India conflict. And finally, the caravan article that came out last week on Thursday when we were recording, so we couldn't discuss it. But until the Pakistani strikes, that article caused major uh, primetime debates. In fact, Republic took that up as a primetime debate. So look, yeah, caravan yeah. Co. Yeah. They did what News it Laundry really does to Republic. Up people. <laughs> and uh, the, the, so the article Madhu was about, um, caravan did a piece after the 44 CRPF men were killed. And this was the week when we were actually uh, in Boston, if you remember, which is a caste breakup. That oh, yes. the thesis was that the upper castes are most vocal about war because they have the least to lose because the overwhelming majority of people who die. But that they came to the conclusion by just these 40 people, which I don't think is representative of all the people who lose their lives in war. But we'll discuss that a little later because many of our subscribers did ask us to discuss it. But we had already recorded Hafta that morning. But first, let's speak with Nitin about the Indo-Pak conflict. So Nitin, uh, just what do you make of the response? Actually, so many things have happened. Let me break down the questions to you. One, yes. first and most important question is, this whole Tomcat versus a MiG, uh, uh, F-16, Tomcat, what do you call an F-16? Yeah, no, there are yeah, there are various uh, versions of it, but uh, still. Yeah. Uh, so, is that an equal battle? I mean, can a MiG take on an F-16? It is not, not at all. So, I'm uh, quite surprised that... Uh, the pilot uh, took the risk of uh, chasing an F-16. But perhaps uh, he was uh, emboldened by the fact that the, the Sukhois were also there in the uh, in the package, the combat air patrol. Uh, and therefore, um, and it's very difficult to uh, now uh, sort of sit on judgment 
later because at that point in time uh, they are flying at about 750-800 kilometers an hour, uh, and therefore uh, he would have just uh, in Josh uh, gone and uh, taken over uh, the uh, role of uh, trying to uh, chase this fellow or trying to get him uh, as he was uh, trying to intrude into India. So I, it's not an equal battle, man. That's for sure. So now the optics of this, you know, I mean, from what I am seeing of the international media, because. Also, weigh on this. I mean, right now, I consider both the Indian media and the Pakistani media completely incredible. Is not the correct word. Non-credible, because everybody is paloing <laughs> anything. Also. They're incredible. <laughs> the optics. So you know, you see the Guardian, or you see Al Jazeera, you see CNN, you see BBC. Where is the evidence? Like Ram Madhav tweeted, 400 dead." You know, the, some sources payload. Officially, the government said we don't have no details, but unofficially, all the very willing media carried numbers like 300. I mean, seriously, you. I mean. I myself want to know, we should see one body at least. So, I mean, do you believe this number? Because all the video no, that has come out I, of that. I, I can't really, uh, you know, put a finger to what happened there. I, uh, in fact, uh, as far as I know from uh, Air Force uh, sources who uh, may not have taken part there, but who know what happened, uh, the clouds were very low in any case and it was dark. So, it would be difficult to have uh, any uh, real pictures uh, right. in terms of uh, what normally they do when they had done something similar in, uh, say, Kargil. Hmm. They would have had some infrared... Uh, in, in Kargil, in fact, on Tiger Hill, they had killed some 200-odd chaps uh, with the Mirage. Hmm. So, that video I have seen. But here, I, I mean, they have, at least have not revealed anything. Pictures are difficult to obtain. So, I won't put a number to it. But to me, uh, the significance of the strike was not uh, in the numbers. It was about crossing the red line in the mines in the uh, strategic calculus, where uh, it was told to the Indian strategic thinkers and military leaders that you cannot cross the LOC, you cannot get into Pakistan, that's escalatory for uh, two nuclear-armed nations. And uh, therefore, uh, the significance of this is the redrawing of the red lines, both in, in the mines and in the, um, the planning Exactly. Of, um, planning of any military Yeah, I, th- I think that's so true because, you know, th- I mean, the message it would go out is that you do this, we have no hesitation flying across and dropping bombs. But I think that got completely lost in this habitual lying that, you know, has become such a subcontinental thing. Sorry, anyone else wants to come in? We have three, four other things to, um, you know, talk about yeah. as far as the... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I was saying that uh, to me, that is the significant part of this decision uh, to uh, go across. Uh, rest of it, uh, is a matter of detail which the government uh, must uh, uh, see to it that, you know, some credible evidence is presented if uh, these numbers are being pumped uh, up uh, by many channels. I have refrained from uh, talking about any numbers because I don't have any proof or uh, any evidence really on this. Right. And, and as far as the coverage is concerned, now you've been a journalist for almost three decades now, right? Maybe more, more than three yeah, decades. Plus, yeah, 36, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so... so- you know, this is something one is, it's always a tough call, you know, because we on this very show have uh, criticized, what was her name, New York Times, that lady who went to prison also, who had talked, spoken about weapons of mass destruction. Uh, her name will just come to me. And she was an embedded journalist. She hmm. towed the Bush line and later, of course, it turned out to be false. At that time, she was, later she was criticized, but at that time, because there was nationalism air, whether she was, you know, a journalist or... Uh, or whether she was supto, the Bush's line was... And we criticised her. Now, when our own journalists do that, where, how does one take this... Judith Miller. Judith Miller, correct. Judith Miller, she, she made a... Miller, yeah. 
yeah. I mean, she was a, a, a laughing stock the world over within America, but at that time, no one contradicted her because it was shortly after 9/11, and everyone had to do the right thing. But now she's a discredited and disgraced journalist. How does it work? I think yeah. yeah it, no, no. What uh, my line on this, or my sense in this is that uh, we are ourselves as uh, as an industry and as a profession to be blamed uh, for uh, the state of affairs that we are in because we don't. Uh, insist on uh, due diligence checking cross checking double checking our editors uh, just go with the flow in fact uh, that was one of my challenges when i was with uh, me that uh, you know i should be told oh but that channel is carrying this why are you not uh, mm. okay competitive so, uh, yeah yeah competitive uh, uh, me first breaking news and more than that i think editors not willing to groom uh, people reporters Mm. Uh, or not willing to uh, take a contrarian stand in uh, doing what they think is right or should be right, but uh, going with the flow. I think that is the a bigger issue, and uh, we should uh, look at it more seriously rather than, of course, I mean, this is worrying uh, what you are seeing as far as uh, uh, these highly inflated figures being given. What do you think, Madhu? No, I think that um, when we get statements from the government about in, during conflict. I think it has to be just context with government sources. All right. Once you put the onus on the fact that you've got them from government sources, you already put your yourself as a journalist out of the picture. That that means that you don't necessarily believe it, and that can be said and done repeatedly hmm. uh, during an article in an article or during a television broadcast in which you say according to government sources. Government sources say, so that by itself removes you from. saying that yes 300 people killed so i think yes we did jump the gun there is always a conflict within a journalist when you're reporting on um, a war like war situation because you get to know a lot of things about your own armed forces which you know would would not be positive which would not mm. show them in a good light and, and i saw that in kargil where a lot of stories were buried because people nobody told anyone that don't sh- write this or don't show this but there was this element that if we show this it'll be bad for the for the country at this point the stories did eventually come out much later five or six years later but not at the time but not at the time so i think that i don't think it's necessary for any government to actually tell journalists that don't show this or don't show that i've seen that there's a lot of self censorship on that point and unless there are some maverick journalists who want to who believe that there are many motivations one can say get the attention one can say that i journalism is more a bigger dharm to me than the country you, there are many justifications for breaking this rule but i think in the end as was seen in the kargil war there were no journalists who who did not self censor they did yeah i mean i think it usually is self censorship only I think the one big uh, thing also was uh, nearly everyone in the media reported that Yusuf Azhar had been eliminated in the strikes whereas the foreign secretary had only stated that he headed the camp there there was no there was nothing that was said on record that he's been murdered but almost every channel for the whole day ran stories i mean republic even went to the extent of saying that masood azhar has been killed but i think 
and yes, <laughs> and and it is very embarrassing because you know getting getting eliminating the top leadership of jaish is just not a amazing, claim yeah. you can make just like that and when the international community is watching you and you're making up stuff like this and it's found to be untruths deeply embarrassing for the indian government and the indian media but i think there's also uh, of course the media is to be blamed here but if you looked at the coverage uh, many of the channels sourced this information to the national security advisor dover uh, dover sorry i i missed that what security advisor national security advisor many of the channels sourced this information uh-huh. to the national security advisor's briefing to the cabinet so i think there no, also how could they get that i mean that's my question i didn't hmm. get uh, any briefing hmm. uh, or any access to uh, the things and i thought i'm reasonably well connected <laughs> so I, i didn't get uh, any briefing or any i mean i'm not the fly on the wall of course hmm. but i didn't get any of that briefing so briefing you know, to the uh, cabinet secretary uh, ca- the cabinet so huh. I, i i get your point so how did they get access to that briefing given to the cabinet Unless, yeah you know, others uh, said was, that home uh, ministry uh, sources stated or it was given to uh, people yeah that uh, i'm not sure so uh, my, my my sense here i'll tell you hmm. uh, what happens is uh, there is competition and there is uh, there are elements uh, perhaps uh, within the establishment hmm. which uh, would go with uh, this kind of a thing uh, and uh, with old uh, connect and old uh, contacts uh they would without having full picture they would start bragging hmm. and people would take that as gospel truth uh, that can happen uh, when you are in a competitive environment yeah also yeah. Uh, sorry raman sir you you want to come in no, no, uh, on, on see in this the two things one is uh, as uh, nitin said that uh, this channel I have this habit of you know going with the flow i remember i was mm-hmm. with ashtak in 2002 and uh, z started showing that the five children died in a bus accident mm. school bus accident and okay. i was at home and i saw the story so i said how did you find it mm. because i was the producer mm. i was the in charge was i had not gone to the office yet mm. so it happened in noida and i used to stay in noida so nobody had gone to the they said it came on ztv so we've taken it so we've taken it so i went to the sport and i found that none of them had died and and the parents uh, had almost uh, you know they were yeah, they, they were got heart attack after watching, watching this on the so this is going with the flow you are very right second thing which yeah. i feel uh, which really happens and which has happened on the day india had uh, you know gone uh, inside the park ter- territory apart from the formal uh, you know briefing so there are few officers who give off the record mm. briefing to these uh, defense uh, correspondents and the other correspondents mm. so so now this has also happened this 300 figure is not something that they've made up z, z made up or uh, republic, or, made, or republic up. made up no it was given to them it by someone it was given to them by uh, by of of, of uh, i mean of the record uh, briefing in home ministry and uh, yeah, yeah. dovel's office in fact ndtv's vishnu shom also said that the home ministry sources believe mm-hmm. that uh, yusuf azhar has been eliminated and that mm-hmm. 300 to mm-hmm. 350 so he did say that but he said they believe mm-hmm. he didn't present I mean, it I as a fact i think these kind of words again one is hiding behind words i i just think it's unfortunate one you know kind of feeds into this frenzy because it it makes us look like pakistan you know there was a time yeah. we you know we yeah. we on our news laundry we the most fun we've made is of pakistani media because even while we used to make fun of indian media we were head and shoulders above the pakistan there were different level jokers now we are 
reaching that level of joker that is like the concern actually but i think uh, uh, yeah okay monisha go ahead no no go ahead i just wanted to ask you about yesterday's developments of the pilot uh, being captured yeah, i want to come to that so but right, but finish right. finish so your thought ask yeah. me i mean because uh, i think again you know that uh, i have been out of this day to day reporting uh, for almost 5 years now or four and a half years so i'm not sure what kind of a system is worked out now at least when i was reporting on the beach both pmo mha or mod even if we were told off the record off the record remained off the record we didn't go and uh, at least i didn't go and uh, put it out on the uh, on the channel Yeah, that's uh, also true. That yeah. To be uh, for my own uh, consumption, not uh, for uh, consumption for the public. Then, then it's uh, it's meaningless off the record. Yeah, well, I just want to ask you wh- what exactly does uh, you know you're the founder of Bharat Shakti dot in and Strategic News International. What is the mandate of Bharat Shakti dot in Strategic News International? What do they exactly do these organizations, and what is your plan with them? Okay. So Bharat Shakti is basically um, uh, like a uh, portal for uh, aggregation of uh, day-to-day defence news. One, we have uh, three verticals there. Uh, then we have a vertical which uh, gives out opinion pieces and uh, policy papers on uh, various uh, acquisition, uh, defence acquisition, defence procurement, uh, MSMEs. But basically, our um, tagline there and the motto is to. help uh, indian defense energy to get uh, information as well as the uh, um, insight into what's happening in uh, the defense sector and uh, we uh, also like to project ourselves as matchmakers where we bring all stakeholders together hmm. on different round tables and uh, seminars and conferences that we do where uh, they understand each other's needs skills and uh, what they can uh, work to, how they can work together so that's bharat chakti it's a very niche niche of niche really so basically uh, it is yeah. it is reports reporting opinion and uh, academic and policy papers around defense basically that's right purely on defense i see and, and, and uh, any time and the... not so much reporting reporting if i get it by the way something which is not uh, appeared anywhere i write something but there is no reporter reporter there hmm. and and uh, any time so... in the near future we'll see nitin gokhle as as the next kotrochi uh, anilambani that the biggest defense deal has been struck by nitin gokhle hamara exclusive sansanik <laughs> sansanik hai is class which i could do that but um, that's that's not uh, something i'm looking for but that by, i would have done if i wanted by, 10 years ago by chance ho gaya to 2 4 crore is taraf bhi de dena by chance ho gaya to 2 4 crore yahan bhi de dena news laundry is always struggling acha ho jayega to de denge pehle to bharat chakti ko denge bharat chakti run to very shoestring budget anyway hamari strategic news international is a bigger project it is more to do with international affairs and foreign policy and strategic uh, issues and we have a proper team there are uh, there's a five member editorial team or seven member editorial team and uh, and the rest of the support staff there all right uh, guys do check this out uh, nitin's you know defense specialization i'm sure we'll get a lot of good stuff there credible unlike the sansani case colossus that we see but coming to abhinandan well, i mean we can be fairly certain and comfortable he will come back right nitin i mean there is Yeah, Now it's will. too it's too uh, high profile uh, a case uh, for I them to Pakistan made two mistakes in this uh, event if I can uh, point out from their point of view uh, mistakes one is that uh, early morning on Tuesday uh, it was uh, Asif Gafoor who tweeted that Indian planes came up in the Muzaffarabad sector and uh, discharged some ordnance or some payload uh, in uh, in uh, Balakot sector 
Hmm. He gave away the uh, location. See, if he had kept quiet, and in absence of uh, India uh, getting any uh, real pictures or real video, which we don't know whether they exist or they don't exist, uh, we would have uh, had uh, deniability uh, built into it if Pakistan had not given out that. Uh, so that was the first mistake. Hmm. Uh, second was uh, to show Abhinandan uh, video and him speaking in camera that I'm so-and-so, my number is so-and-so, and I'm sorry, I can't give you any other uh, details. I'm not supposed to give you any other details. Right. But, and then admitting it in a press conference, they have now uh, opened themselves to scrutiny. So they can't do what they did with, uh, say, Sordid Ajay Ahuja in 99 in Kargil. What, what or, did they, what uh, did they do? To Saurav Kalia. What did they do at the time to Ajay Ahuja? So, uh, Ajay Ahuja was uh, killed at that time. Nachiketa came back. But Ajay Ahuja, uh, the uh, thing is that it, uh, he uh, was uh, killed point blank uh, after shot. being captured. There's no proof, but uh, the Air Force believes this is what had happened that time in 1999. And, uh, and of course, Saurav and others, you know, that they were captured. They were in, tortured. Uh, in Graf uh, or in Kargil hmm. and uh, taken across and then tortured mercilessly. Yes. So they can't do all this here now. Having uh, you know, much more social media scrutiny, a lot of videos and having admitted on camera in a press conference. Okay. I think that is what is very interesting. I think this is the first time we are seeing a conflict play out a lot on social media. So, uh, you know, when you put out a video like this, and it's really not in the control of either the Indian Army or the Pakistani Army to stop this sort of information flow because someone takes a video there, it just goes viral, it goes up. And then obviously after that, the Pakistani Army did have to show him sitting comfortably and then he's saying, yeah, they're treating me well. Mm. Like he said, you can't really then, you know, do anything. We all saw the video of, you know... uh, Commander Abhinandan. On that, do you think many Indians also shared it? Some journalists shared it on online. And that, you know, two angles to this because the fact that that video has been made public, now at least Abhinandan is safe. Because had the video not been public, they could have done what they wanted. They said, we found him in this condition. So I think it is a... But at the same time, is it okay to share a video like that? What do you think, Madhu? Would you put it on air if you... And we haven't shared it on any article. Yeah, I'm a little uncomfortable with it. Um, because under the circumstances you don't know and there's so many instances of prisoners of war being paraded in front of cameras and in fact I remember one time during the Vietnam War just after the Vietnam War a whole lot of American prisoners who actually with their eyes did Morse code and gave messages to their families with Morse code while parroting the line that they were told Mm. so Uh, In that situation, you're sitting in front of a camera where you are basically told what to say. Mm. And it was staged by the Pakistanis to say Chai Kaisi and all that nonsense. And they're the nice people. Yeah. Mm. And um, so I think it was, it's a bit on the gray, in the gray area of sharing something like this without giving the context. You know, the context is the guy's in in a position where he's in the hands of the enemy and um, we don't know what he's being asked to say or forced to say and we don't know what happened before or after that. Sure. And Pakistan has violated Geneva Convention with that video by the way. Yes. You're not supposed to be releasing it You're to not satisfy public curiosity or sort of make a spectacle or use it for your own PR, which is what they essentially yeah, but, did. Uh, but like I said, I think it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. I think that video coming out net-net is an insurance policy for That's true. Commander Abhinandan. At least now they thing, know they cannot do anything to him. Bizarre thing that he refused to give his 
place where he lived and who he was and everything. And our government goes and gives his name and place, and our media followed our media. with interviews with his parents. Well, and all you know, this they requested he the hmm. parents said no, but his father did put out a note though saying hmm. thank you for your blessings and we're just hoping he comes back safely. I do think I wouldn't share the video, but there's also the fact that his name everything has come out. So also pretending like this hasn't happened, like a lot of the media yesterday and when we knew from now. the morning that this has happened, it was clear. And then the foreign secretary comes and says that one of our palaces has gone missing. Pakistan has claimed he has them, but uh, we're checking it. And we knew by that time, Geo, everyone was showing these videos. To then pretend like nothing has happened is also not correct. I do think journalists should have said that this has happened. Pakistan has claimed this. Uh, foreign secretary is looking into it. His name is Abhinandan. Because it's already out there. To sure. then just Because if you don't do that, then there's just rumor mongering. Yeah. So at least responsibly, I think one should have reported on it. But, uh, you know, I, um, Nitin, you also have um, spent much time with defense officers, as have I. You know, my father's a forgy and I've spent the last two days talking to all these retired Air Force officers and my father's cosmetics and stuff. And, um, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, back when I used to make TV shows, I'd done that show Rocky and Mayur with Jai Hind, with the forces. It was a part of Highway on My Plate. In fact, that video was right. doing the rounds. And we decided not to use that video or have Rocky and Muir because it was in bad taste. We'll probably put out a piece when uh, Abhinandan comes back, uh, including mm -hmm. some footage of his that we had shot. Because six years ago, though we shot with him uh, in Bareilly, okay. mm -hmm. uh, he was a flight lieutenant back then. But, you know, so I was talking to uh, the Fauji's that I know. And the one thing that emerged from that, and you, uh, you know, tell me what is your reading of it, is that to send you know, aircrafts on the other side, you have to factor in that one of your pilots will be captured. And whatever yeah. your responses be, which means the rhetoric that you put out, that means you start preparing the people first only with speeches or whatever, that, you know, even if we have to sacrifice... So people are ready for it. You know, no one wants anyone to die. And, you know, I, I know that. I'm a forgy kid. Of course, you don't. But you start sure. preparing... Uh, what I got from the forgies is that the political response has been so lackluster and quiet, they don't know what yeah. to say or do, and it's been so clumsy that they had not even factored this in, which means that this has not been thought through from a military point of view, but rather from amateurs. Do you agree with that? Do you think that they had factored this in? And if one of our guys is captured alive, then these are the are steps that are going to kick in. Because nothing seems to have kicked in. By mistake, they put it out on social media. No, I, I, I agree that in theory, but look at it this way. When, they, uh, when this happened, it happened in a flash. And I think uh, there is, uh, uh, I mean, I agree with you on the larger uh, framework that you're talking about that it has not been thought through. But uh, like uh, when you see uh, individual forgies have been uh, trained to uh, behave the way Adhanandan has behaved uh, when uh, gone into yeah. enemy territory. So, uh, but uh, there was certainly a lag, time lag in responding or admitting on uh, that this has happened. Because mm. initially the uh, narrative that was put out was that all our F, uh, aircraft have been accounted for and all, all our pilots have been accounted for. So there is certainly somewhere more coordination required uh, in uh, this crime. And I agree with uh, uh, Manisha that, um, in fact, I said this in one of the TV uh, panels yesterday, that today we are in an age where there's information overload, there is no control over information flow, and it is more destructive than a nuclear missile, uh, which was the time when 99 and 2001 India and Pakistan pulled back from the brink uh, in those two crises. Uh, but uh, this is much more destructive. 
so they'll have to now devise a way to uh, counter or uh, you know sort of match the speed with which information is uh, given out or uh, is distributed yeah. so therefore i think uh, this uh, the larger context that you mentioned I agree that there should be much more coordination between different arms of the government. Yeah, and uh, we, you know, you said you have to go in half an hour. We don't have much time. If you just had five do's and don'ts to give to young correspondents who may be listening to this on matters of battle, defence, and con- com- conflict, what would those be? Okay. I mean, you know, just okay. uh, you don't have time. Three um, months to train them. You top have. Top of my head, top of my head. Don't be in a hurry. Uh, as much as possible, don't be in a hurry to give out everything that you get. I will just pass on what M. V. Kamath has told me uh, way back in 1984. It is more important what you don't write than what you write hmm. uh, uh, in in uh, in a newspaper context that time. Hmm. I would say it is more important what you don't give out than what you give out for various reasons. One, because it may not be the full picture. Two, uh, it may be um, the uh, it's a developing story. And three, the sources uh, that uh, those who gave you that information. uh may not uh, want that full information to go out so you have to be very clear when you are dealing with your sources which one to put out which one not to put out unfortunately in uh, today's atmosphere people want to put out as much more as possible then uh, you know holding back uh, some of the unauthenticated information that's number one number two uh, check cross check double check which is the flip side of this uh, is what i would say as a do three cultivate sources uh, who will not lie to you even in the uh, in the uh, worst of the circumstances hmm. uh, and and poor learn to uh, distinguish between propaganda and uh, and information hmm. i think uh, these are the do's uh, i would say and uh, the flip side of this would be the don'ts okay thanks so much nitin yes. good luck with yes. both Thank your you ventures thanks always yes. a pleasure thanks Bye. now staying with the pakistan thing you know this is one a uh, big problem that i have with um, just how this is being handled by the government and i think it's become like second nature now i don't know whether it's this government or it's the age we live in uh, that say anything it doesn't matter whether it's true or not matlab kuch bhi pehl do and that has become a hallmark of this government when it comes to gdp data when it comes to any economic indicators uh, ruchir sharma has said that people have stopped taking indian data seriously internationally in that um, no sorry in business standard there was a piece i think but i have said that on hafta when i had come back from an overseas trip and i was talking to one of the directors of a really large international financial organization they said the same thing and i'm talking about one year ago that we don't take indian data seriously anymore it was like that with china we would just take the general data of that southeast asia kalilia project kar do but their data is not credible and i think the government has got so used to the media not questioning them that they thought that would work here also mm. like when one of your planes has been shot down and you go out and say that all our planes are accounted for how could you and then ndtv lapped it up and said every that, television channel lapped it up how can it be so up? quick firstly you how can't how can you be so what, you think it will not come out that one of your planes has been shot down or you say 300 dead and you cannot even show one dead body and you it's know, your the, men, it's your person yeah who's you know in enemy territory how can you basic i mean and the thing is any critical media would have roasted this government yeah, yeah. for saying how the hell did you say none of our men has gone missing when one of your men is Why there Why did you put it up So had the video not come out they would have maintained ki hamare to sab theek hai matlab aur aap dekh lo bhakton ko dil se nahi nahi ye sarkar to bahut acche matlab is had tak wo gir jate hain ki kuch bhi pehl do and because of channels like Z Republic Times now they feel that they don't know any any explanation say anything 
Yeah. And we'll lap it up. But this government this has been largely unaccountable on every issue. On, you know, whether it comes to the farmers or whether it's giving the handouts or whatever, it's really been unaccountable. Even in, in something like demonetization, there was no accountability. It was just done arbitrarily without explanation. He didn't speak to the nation. He didn't explain why. He just said, what and it was remarkable that when he was in Japan, he was in Japan when demonetization took place and he was clapping and laughing and saying, Ab ko and then when he came back and then all the lines and all the pain and torture that the ordinary man went through sunk home, then he sobered up a bit. So I think this government has one, gotten used to uh, unaccountability and two, lying. And and because of that, they lie Lights lie because of the, the two are intertwined. Exactly, because no one questions yeah. them. No one's questioning them. On it. And in fact, there has to be so many questions after Pulwama. We've lost close to more than 50 uh, people from CRPF, Army, Air Force also. Hmm. Basic questions on intelligence failure, basic questions on if the strike has happened, what was your target, what have you really hit? I'm, and most uh, army people have said that there was an internal intelligence failure, yeah. which means that somebody from inside was giving the intelligence on pro- troop movements. Yeah. And if the JNK police has given you, uh, you know, a security warning saying there may be an attack, please sanitize your path correctly. And still there's an attack and you lose 44 men, some like very basic questions should be asked. And on the strike, I mean, I agree with Nitin when he says that the agenda was to redraw the lines mm-hmm. or to, to send out a message that we will give it back to you. Don't think we'll sit and... But then keep the narrative as that. Tell your lackey channels to not then go around saying that we have given Pakistan, Masood Azhar, Yusuf Azhar, JAM, Dher. Then stick with the narrative, you know. Don't then start peddling something which is just... Because now we're a joke. So there even are, what's true becomes a lie. it's coming out hmm. as propaganda. Yeah, it is, is they, coming and it's a highly watched area. Pakistan and terrorism there is really studied, watched closely internationally. And if an international publication says that there's nothing that's happened, it doesn't seem like they've affected the leadership, then you come out looking like you a know, big and fool. And there were international reporters who arrived on the scene over there and reported from there, checking how, if there's any dead. And there's, I would imagine, imagine in this situation, kind of neutral. So right. if there were deaths, if there was damage, they would have no. reported it. Yeah, I, I don't... Honestly, as of, as of now... I don't see any evidence to suggest that any two, three hundred, any hundred yeah. people. Three hundred so is just an insane Paki, number. Pakistan to has been, uh, you know, uh, pox- they started proxy war against India for quite a long time. We had this nine eleven, and twenty six eleven. Ah, nine six eleven. So, so Pakistan has been doing it, uh, you know, for uh, many, many years. Mistake was then because in twenty six eleven we had one of their guys in custody. And if you have somebody in custody, it gives you complete justification to go against against them full with full force. Yeah. Uh, at that time, that should have been done. What was done today, it should have been done then. I don't understand that government, the Congress Party's logic of sitting tight. I think they're they're masters at just precedence. Diplomacy, diplomacy, diplomacy. And the biggest issue is a question that I asked Shiv Shankar Menon in my interview with him on his book. I said, you have been involved in uh, diplomacy on the side, on second track diplomacy, track two, this, that and everything. But you're always talking to the bureaucrats and the government in power in Pakistan. Whereas you're not talking to the person who actually controls them controls the situation which is the army so basically if you're looking for a solution the person the 
the organization you should be speaking to is the army. Why don't you? And he smiled at that. But obviously, this discussing diplomacy, diplomacy, which has gotten us nowhere. The real point is that if you're not talking to the people who are actually doing it, no matter who's in power, whether it's Musharraf or Nawaz Sharif or Benazir Bhutto or... But you can't, right? It's not practical. But I just want to come to the whole diplomacy angle. That's where thinking out of the box is essential. When you have a situation where another country is the organization that's responsible for all the terrors is not on the table... There's no but point not in discussing it. I mean, the civilian government will not say we are not in control, we are a mock democracy and we'll send the chief of army staff. Like, really? Like, would Sharif said, say, okay, you're right, I don't matter. This guy goes. They don't want to come to the table. Then there's no point on coming to the exactly. table with so people that's what I'm saying. Who, the, are, who, who don't count. So, the point, so it's a charade to go around talking to people yeah, who don't count. So it has to be done another way. But before, you know, I want to talk about the diplomacy angle. But before that, I just want to talk about this whole misinformation that has become the norm with this government. Now, the Quint published a story that Pulwama CRPF wanted air transit for attack convoy was ignored. And a couple of others picked it up. You know, those of you who are not aware that they had said that the Home Ministry was told that these, you know, few hundred or maybe 2,000 total, 2,500 CRPF personnel need to be flown to Kashmir. Who said, no, go by road. Now, 2,500 going by road in the convoy of like almost 100 vehicles is a sitting ducks. So, the Home Ministry denied it. And next day, every newspaper carried Home Ministry denies such reports. No one said, show us the letter, show us the application, show us the rejection. No. Home Ministry ne kaya diya to kaya diya. Now, is it practical that 2,500 people would go by road, that's the preferred option. And I mean, I have throughout my life seen all these, you know, on airports you go, you'll see a whole bunch of 100, 200, 300 4Gs waiting to board their flight. I haven't seen that in the last few years. So again, Home Ministry in a Boldia, everyone has reported what Home Ministry said. No one has asked for the file, no one has asked for the letter. Show us the letter. And Quint has said four days after the article was published, the Home Ministry has issued a new guideline, CRPF to fly. Before yeah, that, it yeah, wasn't yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that they were looking at cost-benefit. So, exactly. But if Modi ji this is the mindset of your babus also. One bureaucrat has been arrested for, in fact, ah. taking Kapil Sharma. I think... This is so ridiculous. And you know, we get many mails saying that I'm very partisan and I'm... The, you know, we are at a stage where if you're not partisan, you're blind. I mean, how can you not see the level of injustices happening? Yeah? You got to be, you got. I mean, that's why I think you have to be a bhakt to say that, oh, this is normal. It's not normal. It's not normal. I've been in this space for a long time. I've been an activist. I've gheraed out Manmohan Singh's house here. Yeah. I've spent a night in fucking Tughlaq Road police station, not for gheraing Modi's house, but for gheraing Manmohan Singh's house. This is not normal. This Kapil episode is absolutely... Yeah. To endorse and mainstream hate and bigotry is not normal. So, but coming to the soft power, you know, I am of the view that we should use our cricket power and say, fuck off, we will not play the World Cup. That's the only way to get these guys to the table. I think we have to stop the music and art or much as I love cinema and all that. But it is the only way to put pressure. But what that has to be accompanied with is a high budget. Give 500 crores to that. Advertising, messaging, put the social media roles saying that you civil society, you put pressure on your government. Why do, why do sanctions work? Sanctions work. No government wants to say starve the people of Saudi, Venezuela, Iran. But when you starve them, they put pressure on their government saying that, dude, we are fucked. Now, either you behave yourself or you feed us. That's that's the logic of sanctions. Because North Korea has sanctioned. I don't think anyone's under the impression that 
has it ever come together to put pressure on the government on anything not together you know i i think their uh, civil society is not as active as like for example i think what fatima bhutta has done requires an incredible amount of courage also, but it's very for dangerous her to, as a pakistani to say release abhinandan like if an indian would have said release someone between arnab rahul shiv shankar and two three other actors they would have said maro in salon ko there's quite a lot of people on twitter but and all also asma jahangir yeah. but there were very few as a, as asma a collective asma died, died no yeah but there were very few there were one or two but i don't think as a collective they haven't come together it was interesting that i forwarded that clip also to the news laundry group that say no to war was trending yesterday and there were indians and pakistanis in that trend yeah hmm. but again yeah. i think it's a noble thought but without some sort of pressure if you don't want war you have to do something to change their ways see the and funny also, thing is, is that, that in the war, war in imran war. khan statement there's so much of uh, schizophrenia that at, on the one hand he says we're fighting terrorism if you are fighting terrorism then be grateful that india is helping you fight terrorism hmm. why are you saying that yeah, say we are also helping you fight terrorism we pakistan ne yeah so then say thank you that you tried to get our terrorists out because that's what you're saying you're telling mm. americans and the rest of the world that we are fighting terrorism so if you're fighting terrorism then you should be with india mm. in fighting terrorism on the other hand they treat it as completely the opposite that they say we're fighting terrorism but they are in every action of theirs mm. have been protecting terrorists yeah absolutely so so what do you think so i think, no, I think this so cricket cricket artist artist ko करके एंड वी हैव अ पैरेलल मैसेजिंग सेइंग दैट यू गाइस पुट प्रेशर ऑन द गवर्नमेंट अदरवाइज वी आर नॉट डूइंग एनीथिंग आई डोंट नो माय क्वेश्चन इज हाउ इफेक्टिव द पाकिस्तानी पॉपुलेशन इज एंड हाउ मच द इंडिया द पाकिस्तानी आर्मी विल लिसन टू प्रेशर देयर आर मेनी वेज ऑफ अवर्टिंग वॉर आई थिंक वॉर इज द लास्ट रिसॉर्ट फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल वी नीड टू सी द इश्यूज दैट वी हैव एट आवर हैंड व्हाट हैज हैपेंड 40 गाइस वर किल्ड एट पुलवामा हु किल्ड देम अ कश्मीरी okay there were reports at which we have filed that most of the youth have radicalized in mm. kashmir we have not addressed to that issue at all mm. we again reported that 300 to 500 of them are missing from these these areas mm. okay in kashmir after uh, the radicalization and these are these reports have not come from the ground these reports have come from the government papers so the government intelligence is coming up with all this Uh, information but nobody is addressing addressing to these issues now imagine if 500 youth of kisan and i had met one uh, kashmiri uh, you know while flying to bombay so this fellow uh, he was sitting next to me and he said ki we have we have presumed that we have sacrificed one generation ha huh, even in my podcast many of them said that huh. they have said so, ek generation so 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 if 500 just one person killed 40 now if the, the we have 500 ticking bomb hmm. have we been able to address that thing we haven't addressed to that at all i mean we can address these things through intelligence second you said 
Pakistani products, whatever is coming to India, 200% duty bada diya uska, theek hai? This is a good way of doing it. So if you want to sanction, did you really, you haven't applied sanctions fully? I mean, you haven't... Exactly. Abhi bhi, woh most favored nation abhi hata hai. Otherwise, it was... No, but I think there are many ways to do it. There are many ways of doing it. But isolating them, another thing. Covert operations also. JM, who is supporting JM? China. Did we have any word on China? In yeah, fact, no today China has come out saying that we don't support India's aggression. I mean, it's, it's uh-huh. a very carefully uh, framed yeah, sentence, but it I says that. that we respect international borders. So, so we're we not are going not to addressing the real issues. I think war. Yeah, I, I, no, I. And I mean, earlier there have been so many covert operations also that RAW has been mm. part of keeping Baluchistan burning, mm. uh, putting pressure on the ISI when Khalistan yeah, militancy was sure at its that peak. Kind of solves the problem. I mean, everything. I think it has to be coordinated. Yeah, but but yeah, it I can't be just. You know, and also, the, again, Nitin Gadkari falling prey to this whole BJP narrative of "kuch bhi pehle do" or "koi sawal nahi karta" about this whole water treaty that we will not give them our share of water. Pakistan ne bol diya, yes, you are you are free not to give your share of water because as per the treaty, you are, don't have to give us your share of water. And what are we going to do? We going to make a dam overnight? A dam takes really a decade to make. <laughs> So even that if you, want to area, you can't build a dam. No. I think problem. the problem. The I mean, you know, so anything you say, and the thing is, when you say anything, like I was saying, we used to make fun of Pakistan because Pakistan media was the pits. We are reaching that stage. Our ministers are reaching that stage. I think the problem is also in this airstrikes. Why did the Modi government had to act within 12 days of Pulwama attack? Because obviously you are catering to your gallery. You are responding to the Arnabs hmm. of the world, and you have an election to go to. So you are clearly using this to enter into an election rally. If you had planned this, if you had actually targeted, because we don't even know who you've targeted. I mean, if you want to be in Israel, be in Israel, mm. but then do something, mm. you know, actually get the guys that you want to get, build enough diplomatic pressure to sort of get away of that situation when you actually do hit the targets you want to and get people on your side. But this can't be done in 12 days. Instead, you do just this quick show and then you manage all the headlines and then you go to a rally and say, I won't It's clear you're using this as with a very and, short view and, of winning elections and, and Yedurapa is saying in uh, yeah, Karnataka that we are going to no, but, that airstrike but will win know, us and then how can seats. you say opposition should not use but there hey, are two are points that one I think it was months ago when it was reported that all these terror factories had been emptied out Hmm. Yeah. And at least were, from this area. Yeah, yeah, from, from that area. So I don't know what about our intelligence that goes and bombs empty factories, unless it was part of the plan yeah. that you know we don't want to really do any damage. But yet, but at least make home. a statement. Yeah. Mm. The interesting part is that the Pakistanis, I read one report in which they they tried to bomb a couple of our military facilities along the border, and they, they said, but we deliberately missed. Hmm. Now that is a little. Yeah, Miran Khan, that we so wanted to show that we can also cross your border. So, so you deliberately miss. There's one thing really funny. I also heard one Pakistani guy say that uh, the plane didn't wasn't shot down. It was low on fuel at the time of takeoff itself. So what so a dumb empty thing to do. Like why would you be why low would on fuel? Why would you take off going on a mission? So yeah, so it's a kind been of fight that crazy. we used to have, you know, as children it's to mule touch karke dikha. To mule touch karke exactly. Yeah, I mean, but I mean. But yeah, I Except just, that I, there are real lives here that exactly. we have. The point is that, that you know, in uh, what tip of the iceberg, or actually is not even a tip, is completely buried, is the corruption level 
on the money with the money that goes from India to Kashmir. Yeah. And that That's corruption no level the, the corruption con- level yes. on on the, in that area is so huge, huge that you look at the separatists and the way they used to live and what they live now and even I dare say some of our officials the amount of money that they have made ostensibly giving money to separatists and it not getting fully there to them. And this is unaccounted money. You don't need unaccounted to money. Budget. I personally know one mm. raw officer who as a raw officer cannot have the kind of place that he lives in. Mm. You know, to have a huge farm what is called a farmhouse mm. in absolute luxury. Where is that money coming from from an ordinary raw yeah, officer? True. Um anyway, so we'll just move on from Pakistan, but I'll use these two emails to through the transition. This gentleman doesn't want his name told. It's a fairly long mail. I won't give you the whole mail. We'll publish it because he has some very good observation. I'm always amazed at the quality of the emails we get. So hi, Team News Laundry. I would prefer being anonymous. Being a listener for over a year now and signed up the day Abhinandan announced that he won't be referring to us as freeloaders of the Khors. So this anonymous well-wisher of ours goes on to say, suggestions, I am not certain of how Many people find appeal in the labels that have been attached to the subscription model or to the tags attached to the varying amounts of news laundry sena. To attach incentives such as a mug, a cover for Facebook, a virtual badge and shoutouts might downplay the whole purpose of setting up funding for such important stories and coverage. If anything, offer them on signing out via a follow-up email. This applies more in your case because people are often hesitant to highlight their contribution to charitable causes and large majority of them take a lot more satisfaction in quiet contributions. It is better explained in a book by Daniel Pink called Drive, the hidden truth about what motivates us. And to sell is human. There might be plenty of insights for Team News Laundry into the way the existing generation of society thinks and functions, especially when applied to supporting causes, volunteering, contributing time, money or effort. Pretty much that you might be doing yourself more harm than good with the incentives and names labels attached and can downplay the stunning work you do with your podcasts and features. The identity that you have created for yourselves in independent news is terrific and I'm certain it is growing thanks to more organic and human factors that you uphold. Then our anonymous well-wisher goes on to actually tell us that he's a football coach for 12 years and he has an expertise on what motivates people and how you motivate them. So uh, I won't read out your name but if you're listening... Can you please write to me at abhinandan.sekri at gmail.com That is abhinandan.sekri at gmail.com Since you're a football coach and obviously a very, you know, a football coach is an amazing resume, I would like your advice on something. So please do write to me. Actually, my nephew's a football player. He's with the Bhai Changuja Football Academy. Sorry to digress. He's in the advanced squad. He wants to be a professional footballer. He's really good. And I don't know what to do with him. It would be wasted uh, talent if he just ends up like me. So, uh, yeah, please write to me. I want your advice. Uh, but you go on to give... He says nice things about your show, Manisha. Yay. He Thank says you. nice things about uh, Awful and Awesome. Uh, he says mixed things about young Meghnad's show. But Constitution. yeah, we'll publish this without the name. Thank you so much, oh, anonymous, unnamed one. I mean, I know who you are, but you announce a name. Ooh. But please write to me at abhinandan.sekri at gmail.com while your advice on news laundry will be taken on board. I would like to take your advice on board regarding football and my nephew as well. Now, this email is also from someone who doesn't want to be named. But what uh, this person says is, Hi, News Laundry Hafta producer Sahabs. 
Please include the ongoing protest in Arunachal Pradesh against the issue of PRC to non-Arunachali tribes in next week's hafta. Ours is a peaceful state by and large, so these protests can be said to be unprecedented in terms of violence mm. involved. You also have the ever-reliable ex-news laundry Arunab Saike as a resource. Well, he can put you in touch with other journalists based in Itanagar. Hope you look into it as the protests themselves might not be novel as the same issue in Assam has been extensively covered. But come on, mm. how many times does Arunachal get to feature in mainstream media in a non-China related issue? Abhinandan, may I request you to skip reading my name? It's true actually. Arunachal is only mentioned when there's talk of China's transgressions. Yeah, exactly. So when a subscriber has a request, we make sure we make good on that request. So on the phone joining us is Samrat, uh, who actually writes extensively on the Northeast. He where are you from, Samrat? From Shillong or, or Assam? But you've lived in Shillong yeah. for a while, right? I'm uh, from Shillong. I was born there and grew up there, although I've worked uh, all over India. Right. For the last several years. So Samrat has been in the Asian Age, he's been with the Express, he's been with um, your last job Hindustan was with Hindustan Times. Hindustan Times. And now he's actually also writing for News Laundry. And for those of our subscribers who we just did an appeal for, Samrat is going to be one of those senior journalists who will be traveling uh, to various parts of the country doing some election coverage for us. So Samrat, you also do an appeal for NL Sena, support NL Sena, because when the public pays, the public is served. The, yeah, of course. Uh, I hope the public will will uh, you know pitch in and, and uh, help good journalism. Yes, thank you. Now, Samrat, I'll just quickly give our audience a context and then you can tell us a little bit you know, on that, the nuances. I'll just give the mota moti. Uh, there are, uh, for those of you who have not been following this, which is very possible because news has been dominated by Pulwama and Indopak ever since it happened. Arunachal, the deputy chief minister's house was burned down and this entire jhagra is over the permanent resident certificate, which is a legal document that is issued to Indian citizens and it serves as evidence of residence that you are a permanent resident of Arunachal and now the BJP-led government is considering to expand this to uh, communities living in Namsai, Changlang, uh, Gorkhas, living in Vijayanagar and others that, you know, Samrat can tell you. And this has not gone down, gone down well with the local tribes who say it, uh, you know, will create problems and outsiders will come in. Which also on a related note is the same week when uh, Section 35A that prohibits others, outsiders from buying property in Kashmir also has is coming up in conversations. So as far as Arunachal is concerned, I know Arunachal because I shot one of the most beautiful episodes of my television series there in the ministry of, in the monastery of Tawang. And I remember we went to sleep at night and it had, there was no snow. And I woke up in the morning at four o'clock for the morning shot and it had snowed. So in the central courtyard of the monastery, it was this white sheet and we rolled the camera and this one monk just walked and there were these footsteps. In, it was, it's the most beautiful monastery you've seen. But coming to the non-beauty of it, what's happening there and why is it significant, Samrat? Uh, well, uh, it's basically, you know, uh, from my perspective, it's just yet another manifestation of the insider-outsider divide in Northeast India, which I've been talking about for a little while now. Uh, and it's just come back in a very big way of late all over the Northeast with the NRC and citizenship issues. The, this particular instance, the PRC instance, is not directly related to uh, NRC and citizenship, but the politics is uh, along the same lines. So 
in this instance as you mentioned in your introduction it's a permanent resident certificate for six communities which are considered not indigenous tribes of arunachal pradesh so they are mostly tribal communities which you know, out of the six except the gorkhas the others are the nishing the moran the deori uh, uh, so these are tribal communities and uh, you know they so they would have uh, and they are from the neighborhood they are from assam but the parts of assam which are close to arunachal pradesh or bordering arunachal pradesh essentially they are from the north bank of the brahmaputra from areas very close to these these same places uh, that uh, are within arunachal border. but this is but this is such a uh, i mean it's such a volatile issue that i mean i mean i, I don't want to sound like this raj kapoor ki सिटी बॉय गोज और गांव के लोग इतने भोले होते हैं बट अरुणाचल डेंटली why did it reach such a level see this sort of politics is actually you may not feel it when you go there to visit but it's actually there the politics of indigeneity is very much there uh, tribal rivalries intertribal rivalries tribal non tribal divide these are actually big things tourists don't you know they are not fair fair game it's the people who are there who want to live there how civilized they don't beat up tourists just each other <laughs> Because tourists are going to come and you know say good things and 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 pay them money, you know. So why would anybody go after tourists? So that's uh, you know that doesn't happen. But uh, it's there. It's there in the politics. It's there to different extents and you know occurs with different frequency in different parts of the northeast. But it's always there in the in the politics. Like you as a in tourist. In this particular instance, however, let let me also add that in this particular instance there were allegations from. the government that uh, you know from, from the state government that the congress was supporting this and no, supporting uh, these protests basically an attempt to to sort of uh, destabilize the current bjp uh, government in arunachal i see so this so the the congress is kind of sorry sir raman sir no, you were saying something i said if as a tourist if you get a certificate you will also be beaten up <laughs> i will also be beaten up okay no but <laughs> but you know you've spent a lot of time in the northeast you were born in shillong like you said What is your view of these rules that are there for many parts of India, including many parts of the Northeast? Like you need an inner line permit. It's almost like a visa to get into various parts of you know the Northeast. Should there be these special rights there, or do you think it leads to more harm than good? Do you have a position on it, or do you don't have a position on it? That's a difficult one. The thing that I do have a position on is the politics of indigeneity itself, which underlies all of this. you know it is uh, the people who are being chased out for example the gorkhas of vijayanagar now the gorkhas of vijayanagar firstly have been there for a long time at least uh, since shortly after the indo china war of 1962 mm. they are mostly families of ex service people they were uh, settled there by the indian government in the same manner as the chakmas of arunachal who have been facing a very uh, hostile environment Uh, in both arunachal and mizoram from the local tribes mm. were settled there by the indian government so it's not like 
firstly they are not in very large numbers they are small populations secondly they didn't you know they they didn't just randomly land up there they were actually brought there and settled there by the indian government Right. The reason they were settled there by the Indian government is because after 1962, the Indian government, in its wisdom, decided that these are barren tracts and we should have friendly tribes, uh, you know, settled there to mm. sort of uh, protect the lands in some manner, claim ownership or stake ownership on the land. Mm. But like so everything else, people, it didn't turn out like they had imagined. Sorry. Like everything else, the plan didn't quite pan out like they had imagined. They completely didn't exactly pan out as planned. I mean, they did manage to uh, because you you know these places the borders were not clearly demarcated. In fact, even now the dispute we have with China is because there are different maps and different perceptions of where the border ought to be. So right. this whole matter of border demarcation also comes back to settled populations. Now, settled populations. You to have a settled population, you have to you know settle people there. Right. So I think that was that was part of the thinking that led to people being brought in and and sort of put in those places. But the thing is that now these guys they've been there for a long time. The new generation, there people who were born and brought up there. Now, if they if you know they're very much residents there, they are permanent residents. It's a it's a de facto truth. It's the fact of the matter that they are indeed. Permanent residents of that place, hmm. <laughs> but they cannot get a citizen, uh, a sort of a certificate to say they're permanent residents because the indigenous tribes will not accept that these people are permanent residents. So what? Therefore, my my problem is with that sort of politics of indigeneity. Politics of indigeneity which says that only tribes A, B, and C have a right to this land, and anybody else who is not from this particular tribe is a foreigner. You know, so it's it's a very it's a it's a very sort of a right. blood beast in a sense. You know, it's actually a racist way of seeing seeing that you know you you're born into this race, you belong. Otherwise, there's no way you can belong. So you know, I think um, thanks so much for joining us, Samrat. If I could request you, we'll discuss this uh, maybe on the phone tomorrow. Maybe you get we will t- take a piece on this from you because this has been so badly ignored because of the other issues over the last week, and we have got a few emails saying that. There's been nothing about this, so maybe if we can carry like a part opinion, part reporting piece on this, um, we could do our, our subscribers a service. Um, yeah, so we'll discuss that uh, tomorrow on the phone. Thanks, Samrat, and like I said, we look forward to you reporting for us on the election and all you, all you subscribers listening in. We want reporters like Samrat, good, clear-headed, smart, you know, non-partisan, shrill voices to report. So as long as you support us. We can uh, make sure that you get to read good reports from people like him. Thanks, Amrat. See you later. Thanks, Amrat. So before I move on to the caravan article that we will discuss, which caused major controversy uh, last week, it was published the day we recorded Hafta, which is why I couldn't make it to the Hafta. I'll read this email out from Wilson Paul. Hi, Hafta team. Getting right to the point, I think it has to be mentioned that being journalists. we would expect all on the panel to know the names of personalities you are talking about whether it is not knowing who or what mbs is or not knowing the actual expansion as anand didn't doesn't inspire confidence to the listeners while the free flowing nature of the discussion is hugely effective some of these little things are irritants although minor ones it was also delight not to witness anand's apparent disdain for swarab haskars of the world it just proves we all including anand are human The godlike image impressed upon us of Anand through his well-balanced opinions are slowly crumbling. His dismissal of Arfa's comments on one of the previous hafta charchas is also revelation. Regards, Wilson. Thank Maybe, you, Wilson. Okay. 
He's yeah, not right. here, so he's not here so but i'm not here so someone of us should defend him so we will uh, no <laughs> next week he, next week he can come he can and defend himself <laughs> he can come and give maybe. his view but i know what anand's view is going to be he says yes you're right i'm not here but that is um but now moving on to the caravan piece for those of you who don't know there's some news coming in from pakistan though maybe yes. i should just read it out yes as a peace gesture imran khan has said that we will release uh, wing commander abinandan tomorrow Oh right. So he may just be back tomorrow. That's so great. my question uh, is what kind of pressure did uh India or the United States put on Pakistan to release him? I wonder. I think there must be a day Pakistan zone? is just doing this massive PR thing right now. Yeah, I think they're just doing this PR thing. Putting themselves as this great big nation, we have a bigger heart, we want peace, come sit with us on the table. I think yeah. I I think they they're riding a PR wave. They're winning they've they're winning the PR they're winning wave. They're winning the yeah. PR information battle. And that's why this I is going on. When India attacks. I don't buy that. I think there's must be something. We will more. be called aggressor. No, no, of course there must be some deal at the back end. I mean, he, they won't just release him. There must there be some assurance that deal deescalate. That you release him and we'll do this. No, but Kuch I'm. Deal to but I'm sure after hai. they release him, if we go and bomb them again, it will. I mean, the then the international pressure will be on us. So far, let's be clear. Mm. France, US, everybody has put pressure on Pakistan. No one's called us out. If this happens, then they'll call us out. I think they're just trying to win the perception battle. That's all. I think so. Yeah, he's trying to put himself as this. I'm a talk guy. Anyway, coming back to this piece <laughs> in a leather jacket with a red scarf holding yeah. a meeting looking completely lost, looking like Richie Did is sitting there. All of them looked quite Ab main kya bolu? All of them looked quite like lost. Weird. I was just that's the only time you feel good yeah, as Indian. Like the army to better hai. The army guys look like a unki kar rahe hain see oi ke ke the hai oi samosa nahi hai is there chai a biscuit kis ne hoga they look totally lost and embarrassed it like the thought bubbles it they're sitting quietly ek to you know the thing is there oh, tasveer kyun liye the audio visual industry is in such infancy i don't know who took the shot who edited together you don't just take shots of people looking at each other and cutting from one to the other you take a long shot of let's say imran khan talking <laughs> and then you cut from him to others looking at him so even if he wasn't talking it look like koi kuch bol raha hai aur baki uski baat sun rahe hain the only shots you have directorial advice to prime of course uh, that's my job we could direct <laughs> but if you only shots you're showing is imran sitting in silence then cut to two other guys sitting in, then you're asking who the fuck is talking in this meeting why are you guys sitting around looking at each other's face <laughs> someone should be talking at each other's face and imran khan is looking at you know, guess where i got my jacket from it was the money <laughs> <laughs> But the, it, it's so dumb. Their basic understanding of even how to make audiovisual content. Showing his chair also. But uh, no, but you know, there's this, there's a real uh, subtlety which people who are in charge of PR and all this for the governments particularly miss. For example, during the Kargil War, uh, Lieutenant General Arjun Ray was in charge of the media. and this was the first time that the army had ever put anyone in charge of the media it was the first time during war that facilities were available to indian media to actually cover the war and so you made your passes you got your passes made and you went but at one time this arjun ray called me up and he said we had captured some pakistani um soldiers and uh, he says i'm doing uh, i've given it to a professional which is really a bad word given it to a professional to do they're making a new story on this guy on this this thing so what does this guy do the guy has bandages on his eyes and he starts the story with the bandages on that guy's eye so i said listen what is, are yeah. you doing the first thing you're getting is sympathy for him hmm. 
but the guy was what he was looking at a great shot he was not understanding the political implications wo to apni movie bana raha tha yeah frame achhi kya kya sundar si frame hai aankhon se shuru karte hain because are if it was an indian soldier with bandages on it yes then you get the sympathy but for this guy no 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 and it was like you give it to a professional professional is making pretty pictures yeah but that depends on the professional the caliber of the professional he was a but, wildlife but, guy to tabhi bolta hu hame do na aap logo ka kaam hai audio visual ka kaam hai hame do आपको कुछ शादी वादी कोई इवेंट करना है हमें दो सब्सक्राइब करो हमें रेवेन्यू दो ताकि हम अच्छी रिपोर्टिंग कर पाएं अब भाई ना नो बट सीरियसली बट वन थिंग आई मस्ट ग्लो टू बिट एंड बी प्राउड ऑफ अभिनंदन वी हैड इंटरव्यूड हिम सिक्स इयर्स गो दैट वीडियो दैट्स गोइंग अराउंड एंड आई स्पोक विद रॉकी यस्टे इवनिंग एंड यू नो अबाउट सिक्स चैनल एट कॉल्ड हिम टू अपियर ऑन प्राइम टाइम एंड ही पुट आउट अ ट्वीट विच हैव रीट्रीटेड दैट वी हैव द सेम थिंग से अबाउट एवरी ऑफिसर they are well trained we are proud of them and that's all i have to say but why were they calling him sit on a panel and talk about abhi abhinandan why because 6 years ago you did an interview with him and there's footage of that that makes you an expert i mean you just think about what these channels are also you know fucking doing yeah, yeah. anyway so um, hopefully we'll have a piece about abhinandan once he's back to celebrate his welcome but right now we'll and discuss maybe this maybe it'll be nice if you could i don't know if it'll be possible but maybe what? an interview with him right no i'll have to get in he line behind arnab and 500 no no he won't he will not give it he will not he will not be allowed to give even at that time each access that we got it took us 4 months to do that whole series yeah and anyway, this piece in the caravan is called urban upper castes driving hindutva nationalism have little representation among pulwama's slain jawans written by ajaz ashraf ashraf this piece caused so much of marpeet on twitter and <laughs> yeah. on channels what they yeah. did is uh, the link to the article is below this reporter tabulated the 44 who died in pulwama among general category muslims other backward caste scheduled caste and scheduled tribe 1 2 3 4 5 and said the overwhelming majority of those who died are from obc scheduled caste and scheduled tribe and by overwhelming it's like just 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 are general category one is muslim and all the others are actually from other backward caste and based on this they said that the upper castes have the least amount to lose in a war because they don't sacrifice their own sons and brothers and children that's why they're the most vocal and they just use this sample size this set of the 40 who had died so that's the story so raman sir let me start with I, you what is your view on this i know ajaz ashraf personally i've okay. worked with him he's a senior uh, journalist a writer uh, we worked together in uh, this thing uh, pioneer and then he joined outlook see uh, i i think that we the sample that they have taken is very very small mm. so if they are talking of uh, you know this uh, the backward caste in paramilitary forces i have also seen the police forces say for example pac in up uttar pradesh way when the you know there was a massacre hashimpura uh, had mm. happened and uh, and at that time we came to know that it was dominated by upper caste the entire pac was dominated by upper caste people and their attitude towards people was uh, that's what at that time you know the newspapers had written and reported that their attitude towards uh, you know the janta was very bad so so at that after that they were the pac they i mean they were transferred to you know the normal police and the entire structure was broken hmm. so i mean and that was high caste uh, so what you're PSA. saying is that the caste representation does make a difference but the sample size is this the is no way to do it sample size is very low very very small 
so you can't make a general uh, i think more generation. relevant would be the the income level of the soldiers in which families they come from because basically it's it's very low income groups the who, poor who die in battle yeah, it's mm. the poor who die no i think i think the caste is still uh, it dominates class i mean in our society no, but, it, but it but you see the two are tied together Hmm. low income groups with with low caste, uh, yeah. low caste. Hmm. Mm-hmm. so this is their ah, opportunity to get out true. of it yes so that's why joining so i think that it's very simplistic to just narrow it down only to caste there's so many other factors involved manisha your view i think uh, the article borrows its narrative from what we've seen in the american media after the iraq war i think in fahrenheit 911 also he makes a mention of how it's black soldiers uh, or uh, brown uh, people who fought america's neo imperialist whatever was so that's that context but when you place it in india i have a central problem with one saying that the war in india is being driven by hindu nationalism or upper caste hindu nationalism because kashmir and chatisgarh where most of the crpf is deployed has existed before hindu nationalism rose so it's not a war that's being driven by hindu nationalists even though today they're probably the most loudest and they clamor for it hmm. so i don't think first we have enough data to say that this the conflict in india is being driven by upper caste hindu nationalists and we don't know whether i mean there could be lots of dalits who also support uh, nationalism or who support india's forces fighting uh, in kashmir and chatisgarh so I don't think it's being driven. There's no empirical data to sort of say that. But and s- sorry, I don't think this article says that it is driven by that. The headline says urban upper caste driving Hindutva nationalism. I don't think Hindutva nationalism no, no, is says- driving their presence. Okay. I mean, the co- they're there in the conflict preceding Hindu- the rise of Hindutva For nationalism. Other reasons, not because no, of no, Hindutva. No, no. It says upper urban upper caste driving Hindutva nationalism have little representation among Pulwama slain journalists. See, that's Javans, the point that, that people... So it says say, those guys have little... It's not saying they are driving the Pulwama. It's saying but the ones who are driving that have little representation in the slain journalists. But Javans. it's also to say that as so a corollary that... For, yeah. Well, sure. yeah, but this is... Um, it's an accusation made all over the world, even in America, uh, that the people who take the decisions to send young people to war, there rarely are their own sons or their own class sure. in it. So more so in India, for example, like when Mehbooba's father, mm. Mufti, Mufti mm. when his daughter was kidnapped, the decisions taken at that time were not political, they were purely personal and emotional, mm. which damaged India yeah. deeply. And Rubaiya Saeed. Yeah, Rubaiya yeah. Saeed being, really, uh, being to get her back. Mm. And I think that that also plays a role that when you're taking decisions, if your own son is out there... Then your decision is different. Your Absolutely. decision would be different. There is, there is no a doubt. personal element that is ignored. And I think in this, this is probably... that plays a role in in us being pretty easy about starting these kind of skirmishes that we yeah, have done i think what was unfortunate about the fallout of this article like the article is far from perfect um i mean i personally think it's not just a question of sample size i mean a sample size of 40 is also statistically speaking i mean they say in statistics sample size doesn't have a that much of an impact on the accuracy crpf is a huge so, parameter but mo- more than that the crpf of these 40 does not represent all the yeah, people who've lost their lives from the army like the jats and the sikhs have a huge representation they've sacrificed so much so i think just taking these 44 who died was very problematic but was unfortunate in the debate of course what arnab does is not a debate forget his circus but even among journalists hmm. uh, on twitter just the 
condemnation that how can you do a caste representation yeah, of the forces that is stupid you have to you know and i you know these guys are many of these people including now he's becoming more and more radical jaggi you know they've worked for organizations that you know draw their legacy from oh, foreign yeah. uh, company i was listening to this time magazine a podcast uh, last week and i was talking about tipping you know tipping they did a breakdown of what determines tips color determines tips black people are tipped less than white people women are tipped more than men attractive people are tipped more and you know the the detail of that uh, research went down to the size of breasts determine the size of tip that is the level of detail this research goes into ab yahan par to inko caste hi puch lo inko to ho jati hai no but then when you decide to do a story like this and you take a decision that you're going to do this story that decision itself presupposes uh the the outcome because what journalist will think of i have to bring the caste issue and see what is the caste differentiation in this hmm. so you've already predecided your story no absolutely no i i think it's problematic the way it was the the data but to say that you cannot talk about caste representation in the forces which many people had But the point is, do you do that in such a limited way? Because otherwise, why? He found this correlation. He could have chosen to do it. But my whole point is that income levels. He could have chosen to do state-wise. He could have done it like from which states is it most. No, but you can also do caste-wise because I think that is a reality. What I'm saying is that he that choice by itself is something that uh, stems from there's something wrong. Uh, it has to be. It, it sort of presupposes the decision. But that's what I'm saying. That that's not. completely wrong i mean the, the fact is that caste does determine a lot of where we end up in life but i mean so i don't think that is a in from an observational point of view that's not a bad starting and point many reporters begin they begin with the presumption that's what i'm go. saying there's a presumption do. here they do no, but, no, but what but, i'm saying is that the presumption is wrong if if he doesn't get those facts he we found the no, but he, he got those facts got but facts the right, fact right. is but it's very narrow very that's narrow. A, but yes. in it, in what i'm saying is in conceptually what this is trying to accomplish i think is a is is perfectly fine has hmm. to be executed right but just adding to that point that um them most of them are obcs right yeah uh, overwhelming majority of the how ones who do we, how do we it's i think that's it's really drawing a lot from twitter because sure on twitter the loudest are probably upper caste hindu nationalists but How do you know that OBCs as a caste in India are not nationalists or clamoring for That's war? I you mean, it is a ca- exactly. you, the Jats or many of the OBC castes are really like a martial sort of mm. so-called They martial races. They also want to war, yeah, for sure. So, to me, that doesn't fit in um, as a as a narrative that can really be sort of solidified. Yeah, no. So, so I agree with um, Madhu and Raman sir that they ha- this person had decided what the story is going to be. and started off with or, that or taking that from twitter me, i think that because makes it me uncomfortable there, as a journalist it's mostly the upper caste that presuppose a story that makes me uncomfortable no 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 he doesn't presuppose he had a presumption with That's that presumption uh-huh. with that with that presumption he looks at those 40 names and, and then he identifies matlab ek agenda tha ki story aise karni but whether it is true or not but i think what manisha said is very uh, smart that ये दिस स्टोरी एंड दिस इज अ प्रॉब्लम विद मेनी मच रिपोर्टिंग 
इट इज फ्रेम्ड ऑन ट्विटर आपने ट्विटर पे आधा घंटा बिताया आपको कुछ एक भड़ास हुई चलो इस पर मैं रिपोर्ट कर दू अब ट्विटर जिंदगी नहीं है यार ट्विटर झंड है कितने लोग हैं ट्विटर रियल प्रॉब्लम It's become like a Bible. I know. It's become like you live for Twitter. But I do think like a more detailed analysis on this would be a more like long drawn. See, I personally looking, feel looking there are there are jobs in now. the armed forces. When I go for this, I mean, Bharti uh, in paramilitary forces, army, or railways. These are the three, four places which have been left, and I've seen four, four lakh people coming for these, uh, you know, Bhartis, young chaps, eighteen year old, nineteen year old. In fact, it it can be a very good uh, you know documentaries that you were talking about. We should do that. Ah. Documentaries coming up, guys. If you do, give to us, subscribe. I again say, go to newsroni. dot com slash, or you just go to newsroni. dot com and click on subscribe, or go to newsroni. dot com slash sena because you may be listening to this podcast on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, anywhere. Come to our website, go to our sena page, and do contribute because then we can do really awesome reporting for you. Trust me, we have at this risk of sounding immodest. We have the in-house resources and the intellectual bandwidth with many journalists, some of whom are around this table to do this. We just need to be able to buy them tickets and get them out of office. Uh, uh, speaking of documentaries, uh, this uh, documentary film that won the Oscar, uh, uh, period, period, the mm. end of a sentence. Yeah. Is on Netflix, mm. and I recommend that people I watch it. I recommended it last <laughs> last oh, okay. week. So, chalo, we'll have recommendations, <laughs> but I think we should wind up. But before we wind up, we had said we'd speak about it. A notice was sent out to thirteen television channels, I think, right? Uh, yeah, thirteen, thirteen. For Including showing Tiranga the TV. Pakistani generals press conference without con- without cutting it and without questioning its claims. Uh, I don't know if that is a rule that you cannot show something live when. You know, falsehoods are being given. Then half the political speeches should not be shown live. <laughs> But anyway, such is our country. And of course, last night, if anyone was watching, I would have loved to discuss in more detail. But there were more pressing Indian issues. The Michael Cohen hearing was a revelation. It was brilliant. Uh, so people are happened. saying that Trump is toast after this. Trump is toast after this. And uh, and today he was his North Korea summit failed. They came out without <laughs> that uh, picture is hilarious. What is this? He guy looks like yeah. he's going to cry. Yeah. And and uh, <laughs> Kim Jong Un looks like where's my ice cream? Hmm. Kim Jong Un is too chilled. He's going back. And t- so two hours <laughs> before they were supposed to give a joint statement. No joint statement was given. But this is really surprising because usually when two heads of state meet. Everything is pre-planned. Pre uh, decisions have been taken. It's a matter of just them showing their faces and putting their signatures on it. Hmm. Usually, it's all done before, so that there's no failure. There are very few failures of summits because it's all decided on before they actually meet. So this is shocking that they exposed each other at the last minute. That- Although this is like basically it's Trump and Kim. You know the two of the most loony dudes out there. So, yeah, so really. no one could be prepared. Nobody for that. could tell them. So that summit failed. But yeah, so that's all we have. Uh, please get your re- recommendations ready. I'll quickly read out the last two emails. One is from Kashyap Visa Pragada. Kashyap says, "Hi NLT, my name is Kashyap. It sounds like ketchup. I'm used <laughs> to saying this as it's tough for people in USA to get my name right the first time. Ketchup. <laughs> I'm a passionate Newsroni subscriber, and this is the first time I'm writing to you." Just like the characters in Friends, the popular series from early 2000s, you guys have been a part of my daily life now, and I look Yay! and I took up a mission to make all my friends new subscribers. Yay! Catch up. <laughs> I'm your mayonnaise. 
I'm oh, your God, that was pathetic. Okay. Ketchup and mayonnaise don't go together. Clearly, you are not a connoisseur. You are not this a food connoisseur. This is like a middle-aged guy trying to be cool. <laughs> I am a middle-aged guy. I'm your fingertips. Hey, dude. I'll call out once. <laughs> I'll call out once my mission is complete. I really admire each one of you. If I could exaggerate a little, I probably can guess how all of you express yourself in a given situation. Thanks for keeping us informed about current affairs and helping us form right and rational opinions. Your tagline claims News Laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte but I don't see NL hafta 211. Is it only me or was it never recorded? I don't see it on my app or the web. Well actually Kashyap it was recorded the app is acting up so I would recommend you listen to all the haftas at least for the next month or so of the browser whether it's on your laptop or on your phone go through the browser and not through the app please. Abhinandan, I thought you were Abhinandan 2.0, who's a nice guy and never shames his audience, nor uses f words. Maybe the latter is my assumption. I found you using f words 23.5 times in Hafsa 212. I understand your emotion behind it, but my problem is my six-year-old also listens to Hafsa sometimes while I drop him to school on a 12-minute drive. If you could consciously keep the count under five, the probability of him getting to listen to a F word would be low, and he wouldn't listen to the entire episode anyway. By the way, I just made up the number twenty-three point five. This guy is very cool, but you know, I have to tell him that I have this restriction from my children that I'm not allowed to use the F word in front of my grandchildren. But I don't understand that logic because they hear it on the bus, they hear it in school, and then the teachers have told them they don't know the meaning of the word. And my granddaughter was eight when she was told we're not allowed to say the F word, and she spells it out. She says, "I said, what does it mean?" She says, "I don't know." Then why did you tell them? something they don't even know <laughs> they were not going to use it anyway now they're thinking how can we use this we know want to know the meaning no kashyap i will avoid using But it yes you really I should. should i i agree it's, it's inarticulate will, to use today, today i haven't used it at all have i i don't think i've yeah, used it today so no. yeah kashyap only for once you, you got excited when okay, you said okay the media briefing is on live now oh the media briefing is on meanwhile, live meanwhile can i please uh, uh, repeat what uh, republic is saying about uh, this imran khan's decision to send back what? They're doing all they can to make sure it doesn't come Titanic back. Titanic win for India. Pakistan to release IAF's wing commander Abhinandan tomorrow, crumbling under unprecedented pressure from India. <laughs> you know, fuck <laughs> another level. <laughs> Republic is insane. Yeah, they. It's mad. Lo- no, but even this guy, <laughs> even this Rahul Shiv Shankar yesterday, <laughs> today, and, and this Perfect. morning, and, and this Perfect. morning, you know what they were doing because and they were fact checking Pakistan. No, I think they are. They are fact checking. No, but I will say one thing. I think it's unfortunate that many peaceniks. We're using Abhinandan to say that now give up war because you want him back. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's, that's not fair. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. dirty thing to do to a soldier. A soldier would not want you done. But however, to go to the other extreme of times now this morning was saying, tell us some retired, you know, Bakshi type, Jhuddu would be sitting somewhere shouting. You watch in the morning. Yeah. While while doing yoga, man. Because when I'm doing yoga, I don't want to get so <laughs> relaxed. Come <laughs> morning, Abhinandan. This is not going to work. How can you watch TV? To watch TV in the morning, <laughs> that's really corrupting you, know, you before to, you start. I tried to do Surya Namaskars in the silence. Surya Namaskar to Ravi. Sh- 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 what's his name? No. Sh- Rahul Shiv Shankar. No, it wasn't him. It was some girl. She's not there in the morning. They have some other girl there. But it, there was so much silence that I got very scared. So I put that's, on the TV. That's the point. That's of, sorry, learn some spirituality. Yeah. When there's silence and when you get scared, go into your fear. And no, listen no, no, to the silence. I'm, I'm not be able to stretch and all that. No, that's the time you go into your fear and you'll resolve it. Okay, fine. Don't start putting on the TV and listening to shit. So, 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 so anyway, so they were saying, asking him, he would want us to continue the fight. Now, dude, his children and wife will also be watching. Don't go to the other extreme and say, actually, you know, speculate on what he would be. He'd be sitting there in prison saying, I hope they are bombing them. How the fuck do you know, yeah? 
any shit they say they disgraceful yeah and i really used to measure my my utterances about these guys but they are vermin yeah they are kidas and they should be treated as such i enough of this shit yeah anyway sorry <laughs> this email is from vivek anand feedback on a discussion about shiv sena so vivek anand actually writes quite a long mail and it's a good one we should publish this uh, kartik please he says uh, he writes uh, to highlight the flaws in the argument made by the panel analyzing maharashtra's politics he says that maharashtra's politics uh, politicians have been misunderstood nobody takes sena's antics seriously even when the assembly elections threw up a 123 seats for bjp we in maharashtra knew that the sena and bjp would come together you know we had discussed that surprise surprise the back together he says those who follow maharashtra politics closely were never in any doubt they said every part he says every part works with each other in the local body and panchayat election at all three levels so at the local level they're all working in tandem that's mm. it's just nationally when they're talking about each mm. other they are yeah. posturing and he says bjp had to come with high horse amit shah came to seal the deal it was not fadnavis we all knew that would happen so and then he goes on to say that maharashtra marathi papers have some very good journalism happening locally mm. and they're very underpaid but very honest journalists and maybe we raman so you might want to consider uh, following tracking some marathi papers and getting some of those journalists on our team so i think that's a great idea uh, bro vivek thank you so much for that uh, i find this very valuable your advice and maybe we should get the next crop of news mm-hmm. laundry uh, journalists from language media and then you know kind of get fantastic reporters all over the country right with that madhu why don't we start with your recommendation uh, a book that i would recommend is the age of surveillance capital it's mm. new it's called shoshana it's by shoshana zuboff and she has exposed what she calls surveillance capitalism in this zuboff shows how companies like facebook and google have created their revenue model of billions by using consumers of their product as raw material to collect their data and profit from it they offer us free ser- services that billions of us blissfully use through which they with or without our permission collect detailed data on us that's an, a very interesting book and an article which is such a crazy article it's absolutely crazy i've never read writing like this which i recommend it's from the london review of books it's called the communal mind and patricia lockwood she goes through the internet and she examines how crazy people have become because of the internet because of twitter how it's shaping their lives and how it's affecting their lives and how some people actually believe that they have real friendships with people there on on twitter or whatever it's it's the way she's analyzed it and the way she's written it is absolutely insane i've never seen writing like this it is uh, it is just almost like a random crazy rant but it's got a lot of substance in it wow raman sir uh story news laundry story uh vrinda gopinath had uh, you know interviewed one supreme court water lawyer mohan kattarki uh and the piece is on gadkari's water threat to pakistan uh it's a wonderful uh, interview written in a story form and uh, and actually even sorts out what yes. are the mi- yes what are the myths and what are the yeah. empty threats yeah of this whole water thing yes. sab kuch yes. bhi pehl dete hain yes. that actually clarifies it it's a good yes. one yeah and uh, i've just started reading uh, michelle obama becoming oh is it uh, i've just oh. started so thanks i'm going to uh, suggest a piece in the polis project the dangers of multiple stories and assessment of the facts and reporting surrounding the pulwama attack this is from this is from vasundhara drenan and suchitra vijay no in what platform is it's called the polis project 
polis you alias yeah do. it's a really nice piece especially for journalists listening in okay i have two recommendations one is an npr planet money podcast and it's i mean kind of connected what madhu was talking about it's called antitrust three big tech this is something that i've actually said on various panels that i've been on and i think i've said it here also in this digital age we'll have to reimagine many laws and rules because they weren't made for the digital age when the new things that are happening so it's a really interesting podcast because it talks about antitrust and you know the laws under which microsoft was broken up those monopoly kind of laws to stop monopolies from abusing their power were written for an age where the internet didn't exist and now because of products like facebook and google which don't charge you so you cannot really challenge them on pricing but they misuse their market dominance in other ways so it's a, it's a fascinating uh, you know i mean it's really a good thing to listen to because it makes you rethink how the laws for the digital age should be made and the second piece is actually um i'm a little late to this party but apparently there's this documentary that's come out on michael jackson that pretty much shows that he used to sleep with little boys and What? sexually abuse them really even i, I missed it. it i i, I, I no i, I, I like read last month it. yeah it no, came I out yeah. exactly almost 4 5 weeks ago it come yeah. out so all that was true it was all true and now there's this documentary the children who were part of that now the adults the adults now and how there was a drill to like he said okay if anyone knocks you have to quickly go and do this put on your clothes because they were my god really so yeah so there's an article on slate oh. saying it's too late to cancel michael jackson and what it argues is that he's such a phenomena that even after this coming out his legacy would yeah. still remain his legacy michael jackson has become too big for his legacy to be tarnished by anything it's only i think global pop star i mean the world knows yeah, him. The everyone king of like pop, he's yeah. like yeah so i think it's a fascinating piece I mean, and it's crazy in the last uh, week, two weeks there's these sex scandals coming out in american media uh, one is r kelly Mm, yeah. who's going to go to jail for 70 years uh for that also with underage child he yeah, did something yeah underage no? girls lots of them i don't know who he is who is arkel he's a rap artist okay so he uh so he's and he's so incorrigible that in his first court case when he's leaving the the courtroom there is a young 15 year old who asks for his autograph and he hooks up with her mm. so it's really a a he's sick off. sort of It's thing the other one is this guy the owner of the patriots who's been uh, charged with uh, running a prostitution ring running not not making use of the prostitutes and human in a prostitution ring of trafficked trafficked mm. girls yeah. apparently from china so that, these are two um, yeah so anyway on that note thank you panel thank for you. for everything thank you subscribers who wrote in apologies to the ones whose letters we couldn't read out in full in toto uh do keep writing in share your comments and your critique and some of your critique is really phenomenal i'm just amazed at the quality of writing those of you who met us in boston and promised to write for our science desk we are awaiting more pieces send in your comments to contact@newslaundry.com in the subject line you can write hafta so it doesn't get mixed up with the other emails if you have any cursing or abuse you can leave it on raman sir and manisha's twitter timelines and if you have anything nice to say ये लीवर इन माइन एंड मधुस है मधु ठीक है ए वदिया स्कीम है ए त वदिया स्कीम है ना हो गई ए कर दे असी ता ओए होए दिल दी बात कह दी कह देती ते टिल नेक्स्ट वीक डू गेट ऑन टू newslawny.com/sena एंड कंट्रीब्यूट सो वी कैन गेट यू सम ऑसम इलेक्शन कवरेज अंटिल नेक्स्ट वीक गुड बाय एंड गुड लक टुडे वी लीव यू विद दिस सॉन्ग पहरेदार हिमालय के हम झोंके हैं तूफान
की हमसे है किस्मत वतन की हमसे है किस्मत वतन की हमसे है इंसान के हम रखवाले All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.